Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Passive Income Group 360. It's your host, Lisa Michelle. Thank you so much for listening. I'm only maybe four or five episodes in, so this whole podcasting journey is very new to me, and I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying to get better. It was actually a lot harder than I thought. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here talking to myself, anticipating, you know, sharing it with everybody else, but it, it really is something that will take a little bit of time to get used to. So hang in there with me. I'm hoping that it'll get better. But one thing that I would really appreciate is for you to reach out to me and let me know what type of content you really want to hear. Um, I don't know where you are in your journey. Are you thinking about starting a business? Are you already an entrepreneur? Are you interested in drop shipping, affiliate marketing? Please go to the website. It's www.passiveincomegroup360.com. There's a members only area. And if you sign up, it's free and um, create a membership, we can communicate you know, offline and I can get an idea of what type of information you would want me to share with you. That would be great. And of course, follow me so that you get notifications every time a new episode is um, recorded. All right. So I'm not sure exactly what the title will be uh, for this episode, but what I really want to talk about are the five things that I wish I knew before I opened up my Shopify store, before I started drop shipping about a year and a half ago. And the first thing is, I wish I had picked a niche. I know I've talked about a niche before when we talked about print on demand and drop shipping briefly before. But guys, it's really important. If you're not sure exactly what type of product you want to sell in your store, to me, to me, it just makes more sense to you know sell to a group of people that you know something about. If you're interested in, I don't know, if, let's say you're a hairstylist, why not you know find a product that would appeal to other colleagues, you know, other hairstylists, other people who are in that industry, you know, the lingo you know, you know, what types of products would be helpful to someone in that area. Why not just pick a niche and cater to that one group? You don't have to do that. Of course, you can pick any item you want. But I think if you have to do the work anyway, to learn about that group, you know, to learn about the people that you're actually going to be marketing to, why not start with a group that you're familiar with or start, you know, with an area that you have some knowledge about? So I would suggest you pick a niche. And I wish I had done that because I just kind of picked a random product. And then when it came to marketing, I found out that I I was really trying to market to everybody because I didn't have a niche. And it made it really difficult to market the product and advertise because I didn't have a target audience. So ideally, you would know exactly who you're marketing to. You know what they look like. You know where they work. You know what their hobbies are. You know what they like to do for fun. 
and you know what type of product would make their life easier. So, you know, if it makes sense to you, try to pick a niche and then market to that one particular group. Um, if you're not sure how to find a niche, if you have no idea what group you'd want to um, cater to, use resources like Google. If you actually go to Google and put in the letter M, for example, in the search term, search bar, it will start to self-populate with words. So if you put in the type the word maternity in there, Google will start to populate that search bar with other terms. So it may have, you know, maternity shirts, maternity blouses, maternity, etc. And if you go through that process with every letter in the alphabet, you'll get an idea of different niches that you can actually cater to. You can go to websites like um, Sonar. It's a free tool that will help you find niches. You can also put in search terms there. And when you hit enter, it'll populate with a whole lot of other related groups. So if you put in dog lovers and you hit enter, it'll give you, you know, puppy lovers, rescue dog lovers, cat lovers, you know, everything. So that's um, sonar-tool.com and it's totally free. Now we'll check it out. Just put a few keywords in there and just see what comes out. And if you find anything attractive, then maybe that'll help guide you, you know, towards narrowing down to a niche. Um, and we talked about not niching down too much so that you don't actually have anyone to market to, but you don't want to just sell something and say, okay, well, I'm selling this item to animal lovers because that's, I mean, that group is huge. You want to at least say maybe people who love dogs or even better, maybe, you know, hamsters or something like that, well, the audience is smaller. And how many people actually have, you know, cornered the market on hamster, uh, you know, items? So it's, it's, it's worth looking into. The second thing, <laughs> the second thing is to pick one venture at a time. So and if you haven't started um, drop shipping or if you haven't started a business yet, you may find that once you've opened one store, you'll be tempted to just say, you know what, this one's you know going okay. Maybe I should open up a second store. And it's easy to become a victim of the shiny object syndrome, right? So you have one store and catering to the hamsters. Maybe I'll open up another store for dog lovers. Maybe I'll open up a third store for people who love yoga. And then you just keep getting distracted. That's great if the first store is on autopilot. Once you get to the point where you don't have to tend to the website, you know, every day, and once you figure it out, you know, okay, now I, I really have a system going where I, I can kind of set it and forget it to a certain extent, I would just focus on one thing at a time because it's very easy for your time to be spread just too thin because it really does take a lot of time to get the first store off the ground. So I wish I had just kind of picked one venture at a time. But what I did was I did the Shopify store and then I said, hey, well, maybe I'll, you know, design some products for Redbubble and then Spreadshirt. And I had so many different things going on that that original Shopify store um, really it didn't get the attention that it really needed. So that's number two. Number three was to sell what's in demand, not what you like. 
another thing, that's another thing that I did, another mistake that I made was to sell clothing because I figured, well, you know, I like shopping, you know, for women's clothing and accessories. Why not design that for other women? Which is great, but there are like 10 million stores out there that are selling clothing and accessories for women. So, you know, it relates back to the first mistake that I made was that I didn't pick the niche and I didn't, you know, niche down enough. So trust me, make sure that you look to see what items people want to buy. Um, make sure that it's not something that, you know, everyone else is selling. And then try to market that one thing that you know people are actually going to want to buy. Okay. And that's something that you think they, they would want. You have to let the data drive you, you know, don't let emotions, you know, guide your business decisions. Let the data drive your decisions. Look, and you can look on sites like Google trends. For example, if you go to Google trends and you put in something like, um, sloth headbands, something will pop up to show you how many searches there have been on Google in the past month, six months, 12 month period, looking for sloth headbands. If you see that it's trending up, well, maybe that's a good idea to try to market something like that because it's in demand. But if you put in something like women's uh, pantsuits, maybe the trend for that is, is, is over. Maybe that's trending downward. So it's not something that you want to try to go ahead and market you know, and just have an uphill battle that you've created basically for yourself, right? Okay, so number four would be to choose the right product. And it's similar to number three, where you definitely want to sell something that's in demand. But when you're drop shipping, you want the item that you're selling to be a really good impulse buy. Because the people that we would be catering to are not people that, you know, tend to compare shipping times, um, they're not people that would tend to compare, you know, prices on three, four sites before they actually buy something. Because if they did, no one would be able to compete with Amazon, right? If everyone took a product that they saw on someone's Shopify store and looked for that same product on Amazon, I mean, no one would be able to compete with them. So the people that we're trying to actually attract are people that who would tend to just see something they like and they're like, oh, I just have to have it. And they just buy it, right? And that's how we compete with, you know, some of the other bigger retailers. So if you're going to sell something, sell something that you can market on um, Facebook or Instagram that will catch someone's eye and, you know, is so different, unique, or just, you know, is something that they've got to have. And not only will they tend to want to buy it, but they may actually even share it with a friend or a relative and say, wow, I just saw this thing. It was so cool. You have to check this out. And if you know who your niche is, you can even, you know, cater those um, advertisements or market to that particular niche. And that even increases the chance that they'd want to actually go ahead and buy it, right? Because it's, it's right in their niche. And the, the ad came right to their, you know, their feed or their, their um, you know, Instagram or their Facebook. So definitely... Make sure that the item that you pick is something that's really going to catch somebody's eye. All right. Also, if you decide that you want to go with something like AliExpress for your supplier, 
just make sure that you try to find a company in AliExpress that's shipping from a U.S. warehouse, if you're in the U.S. If you don't live in the U.S. and you want to ship through a, you know, a vendor from AliExpress, make sure you check those shipping times and find out where that warehouse is. Because for drop shipping, you may not want, or you not, may not really expect to get a lot of repeat customers because it's really not that type of um, business model where you get a whole lot of people buying that particular item. But you still want the customer to have a good experience and maybe pass on a link to someone that they know and say, hey, I bought this really cool item from this website. You know, I got the product, you know, within a week or two, you may want to check it out. But if it takes them four months to get the item, chances are they're not really going to share, you know, your link with a friend or family member to say, hey, you know, I just got this cool item and it only took me four months to get. That may or may not happen. Probably not. <laughs> so just, you know, just make sure that you're diligent in checking the, um, the shipping times and to find out where that actual warehouse is. And the last thing is that everything takes time, right? None of this is gonna happen overnight. You can do the research, you can pick a niche, you can select a product to sell, you can set up your website, and you can even market it in one day. But don't expect, you know, to make millions of dollars in the first week. Don't set yourself up for that type of disappointment. This is something that you want to, a seed that you want to plant now. You want to put a lot of work into it and then let it grow. But you have to give it a little bit of time. All right. Don't be so hard on yourself when you don't see a sale that first day. I know when I first opened up my store, I was just like, all right, I got my store. I think I did maybe a Facebook ad. I posted some things on social media and I was just waiting. <laughs> I was just waiting to hear that, that cha-ching, that cash register sound on my phone. Let me know that I had all these sales coming in and it didn't happen. And I was so disappointed. So, you know, I wish I had known, but I think I had unrealistic expectations from watching a lot of YouTube videos of people saying how they made, you know, $10,000 a day and they just started. Ignore that. Just ignore all the noise and focus on your individual journey. It's going to take time. And unless you've had a store before, unless you've, you know, someone that does marketing for a living, you have to learn how to do all that. And at each stage, there's a learning curve. Finding out how to pick a niche is a learning curve. Finding the right products to sell is a learning curve. The copywriting of the advertisement is a learning curve with everything, even with marketing. Learning how to target the right group of people with the right, you know, creative and the right wording, it'll take some trial and error. But once you get it, then you you get it, and then you'll be able to say, you know what? All right, now I, now I see how this is how this works, and then you'll be able to you know duplicate your efforts if you want to open up you know other stores later on. But give yourself some slack, and just know that it will take time and it will take trial and error. But once you get it down, it's so gratifying to know that you hung in there and you didn't give up. So I think when people give up, that's really when they're close to actually breaking through. So don't be the 98% of people that uh, people that actually give up when they're close to really, really succeeding at this stuff. So, yep. So those are the five things that I wish I knew before I started drop shipping. Now, I'm happy to do five more because I'm sure I could think of five more. Um, 
in the future, I definitely want to go into affiliate marketing and talk about that and then spend more time doing a deeper dive into um, some of the other areas that may be often overlooked when you're thinking about, you know, side hustles, part-time jobs, passive income. And, you know, we'll try to figure out some things that maybe aren't featured on YouTube, but are definitely opportunities that are out there to make some extra money. All right. But that's going to do it for us right now. And um, until next week, have a great weekend. Peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.